0: Hey, what's up, guys? This is Dave from Kefaru. Uh Thanks for joining us for uh, Cast. I'm here with Aaron and uh, Frank. Good morning, everyone. You nailed it, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Frank, quit looking at your phone. I was trying to send honors this address.
1: <laughs>
0: I think he was looking at his wiener. <laughs> it did look like
2: that, didn't it? I don't have a microscope over here. Just kidding. I made a post about that, about the uh, Pulling three inches of weenus through five inches of clothing, I had a little pancake stack. <laughs> <laughs> Whitetail cool. honey, yeah, it was cold. Yeah, I was in the pool. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, it a
1: lot of, a lot of layers of clothes. Are you uh, peeing out of your
2: stand? Well, I honestly there it was actually the I don't care about peeing off the stand and scent wise because we were having an issue with that, but the noise and the leaves on the ground and you know so I actually brought a gallon jug in was. Spitting and peeing in the same jug, which uh, talked about that on the oh, gladiators careful. on podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's what everybody's like. That's nasty. I'm like, well, I was doing it. I don't know what to tell you. I didn't want to carry two things in. Um, that's what we're going to talk about today. Is uh, some of the recent hunts we've all been on. Um, Frank, what have you been doing? Uh,
1: not a lot. Helped my dad out on his uh, whitetail uh, rifle tag recently, and that's pretty much it since I've been back from Idaho.
2: So did those guys know you were there when they parked right below you?
1: Yeah, they did. It's a <laughs> it's a
2: <laughs> eastern
1: Colorado. There's not the I feel like the state wildlife areas are pretty small, but this particular area it had uh, I don't know two three miles of river bottom, but from the river bottom to where you can park it's not very far. So you don't really you're not really walking in very far, but you have a lot of options to go on the river bottom. So it's like agricultural fields that the state leases out and then um, you know there are little little roads there for the farmers but you can't drive in on those roads you just walk in and and my dad's my dad's getting older he's 72 now so we park and we walk I don't know six seven hundred yards and get on these bluffs above the river bottom it's a rifle tag so you just get up on these bluffs above the river and there's all these travel corridors or game trails where the whitetails walk out and you snipe them from up top well this guy dro- walked down to the fields and he was on this hedgerow of, of, I don't know what the fuck they are, pine trees or something. And, uh, he's not even facing the river. He's facing up, like facing towards us. And the weeds are like five feet tall in there. So if you're like, we're like sitting there, I'm like, what the heck is this guy doing? <laughs> I think he, he just walked into that hedgerow and he was like, ah, shit, there's people up there. Well, I'm going to sit here anyway. Well, anyway, this is like, uh, it was in the afternoon. The guy sat there and we had to wait till like the last five, 10 minutes of, of legal shooting light. And that's when the deer came out and the dude never saw any deer. My dad ended up shooting a doe, but um, yeah, it was, this has happened to me several times hunting that area. just, <laughs> I don't know why, but people, they can clearly see it, but they still, they'll end up walking right past you or they'll, they'll set up below you. It's so dumb. Oh, uh,
2: that's pretty funny. <laughs> people <laughs> are
1: asking me like, would you shoot over him? I'm like, it's not my tag. My dad's got the tag, he wouldn't shoot over him. But I mean, I guess if you had to
2: possibly, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, the guy knows what he's getting himself into. Um, I just, when people do that, it, um, I just, it's not in me to, to do, you know, it's like, oh, that sucks. And, you know, I might've screwed their hunt up for a minute, but I'll walk away, you know, get away from as fast as you can and and try to find another spot. But yeah, I would have been upset if, uh, if the
1: wind was wrong, the wind was blowing kind of from the river back towards us. So the wind was fine. It didn't matter that the guy was sitting, sitting there. He wouldn't, he, there's no way he would have saw anything. And because they're they're bedding on the river and then feeding at night. on Yeah, the there's egg. a bunch of tamaracks and they come out in these openings and they're kind of starting to rut a little. So, yeah, it was uh, it was interesting. But he ended up getting his his deer is neither sex tag and he ended up getting a doe. So he didn't really care what he was going to shoot. Yeah, it was a interesting role reversal though. Like I was just thinking, like when I was a little kid, I was probably like slow walking, loud, couldn't shoot anything, and like my dad's getting older now, and he was having a, a little bit of trouble getting set up and shooting um he had missed a couple shots earlier in the hunt and I was like damn (laughs) how the how the tides have changed (laughs) I'm like shoot off for this tripod I got the you know I got that Creedmoor set up on the tripod with the really right stuff it's like rock solid and he's like nah I want to shoot my gun I'm like son of a bitch (laughs) 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 shooting off these like cheap shooting sticks and Uh um yeah he had a couple opportunities and but he ended up getting it done so that's all
2: that matters was happy yeah it is weird how that that works I mean I haven't hunted with my dad really ever since I was, you know like maybe 1992 or something but um you know in, in general when you um your gear's better right your fitness level you know is generally better and you you know you get to a point and, and uh you know maybe someone you know years before well Perkins you know I went out with him yeah uh he's just got any you know, age and he got rheumatoid arthritis and you know, he's used to hunting Oregon, and and uh, that one buck, one of me, came out at like 450, and I mean, I immediately, like, flip it, kill it now. We got to get closer. I'm like, no, we, we don't. <laughs> I was like, we can shoot it from here. But a 450-yard shot is, when you're used to it, is not far. But when you're used to shooting in the, in the 450, might as well be a mile. And I'm like, hey, look, you, the bullet drop's not far. I said, this thing's dialed in. I say, and... He's like, well, it's windy. I'm like, you can aim off. We got a perfect, and and he just didn't want to take that shot. And then you got one with him the next day, I think, or the day after.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: We had it was a good, good
1: situation. We had a solid rest on a rock, set up the bipod. It was still like two, fifty three hundred yards, but it was a just a good situation where he could set up, didn't have to rush the shot, and he ended up shooting one. We dialed it and everything. So
2: I, <laughs> with Amy and the the antelope, yeah, uh, and you know how Amy is, right? She's um uh she gets down on herself sometimes right and and this is the first time she'd shot a gun and you know she missed um they told us about it it's almost touching the, the tips are almost touching on this antelope and we got to like 270 and I'm like done fucking deal well I didn't I didn't bring like a trigger stick or a um, anything like that we had the bipod on the rifle but when we laid in the prone you couldn't the grass was too tall you couldn't see shit and so we get up kind of low crawl just on a knee kind of walking up to a fence because we're far enough away we only had to get like 40 yards forward and i'm like hey just rest on the the fence you know and i can she's nervous she's never shot a gun and i'm like hey look i'm gonna dial the the scope up so you can see better which means that the movement's dialed up considerably And that did not help shit at all she's like (laughs) "I'm all over and i'm like well it ain't going anywhere just just breathe and and i said you know try to be calm and i repositioned her feet and she shot. She barely, you know, missed it, and uh, oh, there was some cocksuckers flying. Fucking cocks! He was pissed, <laughs> and uh, I'm like, no, don't worry about it, and ran over. We got another shot at it, and you know, f- for her, I was trying to explain like we we're going to get an antelope today. Like, there's a lot of them out here. We got a lot of land. Well, and I can shoot offhand really well, and so I take that for granted because it's it's harder to do. And she she saw me hit a a bucket like 270, 280 on a dead run and just flip it with die's gun. And so I, I said, look, that's not normal, right? Don't, I wouldn't, you know, don't try that. Well, if we get within 150 and we got offhand, you know, she shit, she, dude, she missed by 50 feet in front of it. And she was fucking pissed. She's like, you fucking do it. Fuck this thing. And she, <laughs> like, honey, calm down. I was like, it's it's no big deal. I probably shouldn't have had you take that shot. I'm like, we'll get one. And then same kind of deal. We got a perfect rest. And then she flipped that one over. But yeah, it was uh It was interesting. She shot a good one. She shot it at 425 or 415, something like that. Hard shot it. Yeah. Well, when we came up um, out of the the draw, it was like a 10-foot deep draw and then gradual roll. And then the the antelope, was it was just a gradual climb. So it was like perfect to lay in the prone right there. And, you know, she doesn't know what prone and shit means. I'm like, get in the prone now, now get in the prone. She's like, what is that? I'm like, lay fucking down. And I'm trying to be (laughs) calm because they're rutting. And I'm worried they're going to run out of there. And uh, I laid down, I took my harness off, and then I flipped it and then rested the the, um, forehand right, you know, in the middle of the the harness. And then I I dialed it to 16, and I held on it, and I held, right right in that pocket where that white is. And I'm like, you're good. I was like, don't don't rush anything. We got all the time in the world there because they'd stopped for a second, and she shot and just flipped it. And I'm like, I don't know where you hit it, but it's it's dead. (laughs) And uh, so I had to go, I don't know, maybe— probably 1,000 yards, my, a mile back to the truck because we were following these bucks. They were rutting. And she thought they were running from us. So every time we'd come over the, the hill to glass, they'd be running. She's like, fuck, we scared him." And I'm like, no, he's chasing that doe. And then the one ran right back to us. And I'm like, I said, get one upstairs. Get one upstairs. And she's fucking with the the bolt. She's not comfortable with it. And it ran pretty much by us at about 80 yards. And then it ran forward. And they weren't paying attention to us at all. It was a little littler buck. and. <laughs> She actually missed that that buck um tried to offer knee um and thank God she did because it ran in front of my truck later, it was like nine inches, it wasn't very really tall, <laughs> and then the one she killed was like fourteen, so it wasn't too too bad, but yeah, she was super ecstatic, but by the time I got back to the truck and I drove up, but the wind was really 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 bad and you know, I'm trying to get photos for before the sun goes down. And and then there's other antelope, you know, running around while we're at the same time. And I'm trying to film those. So it was good. It was good for her. And I mean, she's not really into the gun thing, but I mean, she, she liked it. So I enjoy gun hunting. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's fun. This was my first real rifle
0: hunt for, uh, this year in Colorado. So I was excited to get in there and do that. That was a mule deer. Yeah. Yeah. I learned a few things on this hunt. Uh, I learned, uh, you know, about things that freeze. So <laughs> it was very cold on the hunt. It was like minus four on the coldest day. Uh, Ugh, brutal. Uh, our eggs froze. Our, Literally. Yeah. They, they totally froze. Uh, our water froze and wipes. They froze wet wipes. Yeah. <laughs> Bring toilet paper as backup. Yeah. Oh, you're, you're like a wet, wipe <laughs>
1: wet, wipe only guy.
0: <laughs> no, I, I do a combination, but, uh, but yeah, it was, it was a cold hunt. Uh, it was fun though. I had my, my niece's, uh, husband with, and then a friend from Colorado that's formerly from Minnesota. So it was like a group of, uh, Minnesota guys out just there. Just a bunch of whole lot of A's going on back and forth. Yeah. A- and don't you know,
1: um, oh, don't you know.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was a good time though. We saw, we saw a few deer, uh, not a whole lot of bucks at first. We just started up high and, um, we had a big snowstorm move in, so we moved down lower on the mountain and uh, ended up, ended up getting into the getting into the bucks. Uh, everyone was road hunting, in ATVs, UTVs. Uh, they're just driving around, and they're we'd stop and talk to guys, and they're like, "Oh, you guys are trying too hard. You're hiking, uh, just road hunt." And I don't I don't do well road hunting. Um, people are seeing these you know one seventy one eighty bucks right on the side of the road, shooting elk right off the side of the road. They had bull and cow tags and stuff going on, but. I, I'd rather hike in and, and glass him up and sneak in and get a shot. Um, but yeah, I got my, uh, nephew-in-law, uh, we spotted a buck on this Aspen face and probably seven, 800 yards away. And we snuck in, we got to 200 yards. I think we would have killed him. It was a nice, probably one fifty frame buck. Mm-hmm. The wind switched. It was like evening and the wind went uphill straight to him. Damn thing <laughs> got up and left the country. <laughs> um yeah it was it was a crazy hunt he ended up uh shooting a, a nice young fourpoint uh made a 350 yard shot um leaning on a tree I guess um he shot him I was looking through the binos saw it drop um we looked we looked for it we went out there at uh at dark and combed the mountain for the damn thing Nothing. couldn't couldn't find him uh I walked right you know 10 yards past where he was laying and uh I saw slide marks and stuff no blood I couldn't find the thing we went back the next morning glassed him up um got him cut up and uh yeah packed him off the mountain it was really cool I got some cool photos I was pretty excited about that it was his first buck ever first mule deer first rifle kill um cool experience first big game hunt or had he been big game hunting before Uh, in Minnesota yeah he 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 would do uh uh slug hunts in Minnesota and shot at quite a few
2: does just kind of like I did when I was growing up good old Midwestern white tail hunting yep it's weird in Minnesota the uh rifle season opens the first week of November doesn't it
0: i think yeah i think so yep so it's, it's not good with <laughs> if you're a bow hunter it's not good i mean no no so i in southwestern minnesota where i'm from uh you could only use slugs in a shotgun. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're talking about going to rifles, but man, it, they just slaughter the things. I mean, it's well,
1: shit. Some of those slug guns, those things shoot like two hundred yards. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, you can, can get the barrels a slug barrels, uh, or does it have to be like a smoothbore type thing? I think they can be rifled. Yeah, those rifled fucking slug guns. Those things shoot like two, three hundred yards.
2: Yeah, like yeah, a technology. twenty gauge.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. You could put a scope on them. You can get a slug barrel, um, but still, they're not quite as as good as a rifle. They're sw- they're. What's funny is they allow. Uh, like a TC handgun rifle, right? I don't know what those are called. Uh, yeah, I mean, you can shoot a 30-odd six out of a pistol, but you can't shoot a rifle. It's really weird.
2: <laughs> you know, the different states and different, uh, what am I getting at here? It's pretty easy to break the law if you don't read that shit because it's so different from one state to another. To memorize the the, the, the regulations is about impossible from state to state to state. So I've had to really crack down more, obviously, because, you know, the last thing I want to do is, you know, ruin a career that I've worked hard for by doing something stupid, especially if it's something that, you know, is, is standard in maybe one state and not so standard in the, the other. Like, you know, recently talking with a few different people, um, the Bomar situation that's going on, and one of the things that they're charged with is – um Josh, it's on video. He shot a a buck and he hit it uh, high back. Same where Amy hit that doe. And um, it was last light and they went back the next day to grab it. And there was a a gun in the the vehicle on video. And I think that's one of the things they were charged for is him finishing off. Now, I mean, it it was just the video. The the gun was just in the truck, right? There's no. And, uh, you know, so I'm like, that makes me worried to have a fucking gun in the truck. Because I always have a rifle in the truck. Not always, but I mean. Certainly when we're down there in, like, Texas for coyotes and shit and whatever else or, you know, some of those hunts like with our dad is, you know, you, sh- you can shoot it whatever you want. So you always – if a guy's bow hunting and he wounds it you need to finish it off, you have the gun. Well, fuck. I'm like, good Lord, if you can get charged for having a gun in the truck, I'm like, fuck, do I really want a gun in the truck? Um So I, those are the kind of things you paying attention to, the different things because it's legal to do, but – um yeah, I, I, uh, I worry more and more, so I definitely I make a lot of phone calls now just to make sure I'm not doing anything squirrely. And especially like where you're coming from Minnesota to Colorado, it's a lot different, um, you know, as far as game laws and regulations and everything else. I saw some something on social media
1: last week or the week before. A, a huntress girl was hunting in Idaho. Did you see that? Mm-hmm. And she killed a buck with a muzzle with a scope on it. And people are like, oh, she broke the law, blah, 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 blah. Well, she was shooting a short-range weapon tag. There was a short-range weapon area or tag. So you can use a muzzleloader with a scope on those tags, but not on a muzzleloader-only tag. So there's, like, all these different tags that you can get in in, uh, Idaho, I guess. And A short-range weapon would be, like, a pistol or a muzzleloader with a scope, I guess, or, I guess, an arch- or archery equipment. So she ended up killing that buck with a, a muzzleloader with a scope, and, like, people on social media were immediately writing her off and saying that she broke the law, and it was, like, this big deal. People were, like, tagging CVA muzzleloaders and, like, all kinds of shit, and people were posting about it. It seems like on social media people are just looking to uh, to hang people without
2: finding out all the facts. Yeah, it seems like, I, I, and I wish it was this case, you know, innocent until proven guilty, but it's certainly... Uh, not that way. And the, the one, you know, it wouldn't take much to um, get into a position of, uh, you know, if for example, like that, like how much did that hurt her in the 25 minutes it took people to figure out she was legal? You know what I mean? How much bashing went on and how much people saw that at face value and then discarded it and didn't research. And then next thing you know, there's rumors about, you know, oh yeah, she poached that or whatever. And it, it's, it's, Pretty, pretty bad right now. I mean, from everything I see, and some people are guilty and you know, they get fined and they're guilty. I mean, whatever, but some of the other shit I see go on is a little bit alarming. Um, I have no doubt in the next 10 years, I'll break a law, if not one or more, on accident. You know, minor laws when I say that, like, well, in Colorado, you fill out your tag and then you put the tag, do you keep it in your pocket? Do you put it with the meat? Do you put it on the horns? Like a lot of places you're supposed to put the tag on the horn, but in the case of Colorado you put it it's gotta be with the meat. And there's some leeway there as far as you can have it in your pocket until you you know whatever, but you, you're supposed to have it with the meat and then when you debone or well no matter what, you have to leave the sex attached to a, a large portion of meat. Most people don't even know how to do that. Um, you know, when they're deboning. So it's there's kind of a lot son of, of a
1: bitch to do. Yeah. Especially
2: like on a dough, keeping the udders attached. You know? <laughs> it's, a, it's a fucking pain in the ass. Well, and you know, the, the reality of it is like with that is when you're in a hurry and let's say it's your first animal, you you fucking forgot. You're not you're I got one and then next thing you know, the cock and balls are laying over in the dirt and you're like, Well
1: fuck. <laughs> Man,
2: speaking of that, uh, I was dropping off some meat
1: when I got back from Idaho over at Steve's and the dude in front of me had a had his meat out. It, <laughs> he had his meat out, and uh, <laughs> uh, it was full of dirt, man. It, it looked horrible. It was bad. The guy, and then like when I dropped mine off, the guy's like, "Man, that guy's meat was fucked." I think a lot of people forget to. Uh, there's a lot of a lot of resources online, just videos and and stuff like that of how to skin an animal and how to debone and how to quarter. I think a lot of people may be skipping that portion and just half assing it, man. His meat looked fucking horrible. No. I, I always try my best to like have as little hair on the meat as possible. You know, it's like,
2: it's crazy. And once you do it enough, it, I, you know, it's a matter of how you're, t- if you don't know what you're doing, it's bad. So like we did that, that elk, for example, when I, I shot that cow, I was as normal, hands were freezing ass cold. So I'm they were, were going to go look for more elk and I'm like, fuck it, leave me, uh, just come back and, and I'll get this thing cut up. And they're like, you sure? I'm like, the warmest fucking thing around me right now is the inside of that elk. I'm <laughs> like, I need to warm my fucking hands
1: up. I'm like, go ahead. They so, came back and you're laying inside of it like Tom
2: Green. Oh, yeah. Tom Green in that moose. <laughs> <you remember> that? <laughs> yeah. the Revenant or yeah. whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, so I, you know, I, I, I didn't, I didn't gut it. Um, I didn't want to get all messy. So I, I, I just quartered it, you know, right there, gutless method, but I quartered it, which isn't difficult. I think people get nervous about splitting the pelvis in the back and pulling the quarter off but I did it like I normally do it and then I I just hung them in a tree you know each each quarter I took off there was some I say tree mesquite whatever the fuck that shit was but um you know hung them hung it up and so there wasn't an ounce of dirt on you know any of it and we got to the processor and he had commented immediately he's like what'd you guys have vacuum floor and I was like no dude I said you know and I'll keep a tarp sometimes and I was like no man I had trees I was hanging it in you know trees and he you know a typical you know Texan dude real real um just a farmer his whole life and he was like man I tell you some of the shit that I see boy there should be some classes on this don't you think and I'm like yeah there probably should be some classes on how to do this and you know there. It's readily available, I think, some people, you know, whether they get excited or whatever. Um, last thing I want a giant chunk of hair when I'm eating a backstrap. <laughs> they charge extra, though. You go to Steve's, you're getting penalized for deboned meat, and you get penalized again for dirty meat. So... The, they definitely get you back yeah they won't take deboned meat right now for some reason probably lose a,
1: a bit of money on on the uh processing that's probably why
2: i think i'm gonna have that dude from the meat cleaver come over and one of his um one of his cutters and uh or whatever you want to call it and kind of go over and then go, we'll go over and video them breaking one down Yeah, um, badass. well because he was asking me you know how i learned to debone as well and you know, because I, I follow the exactly what a processor does. And I'm like, well, I, you know, I said I, I learned a lot of it just by, you know, not knowing what the fuck I was doing and just learning from trial and error. And then I said I got smart and went to a processor at a fairly young age and learned how to cut up meat correctly. And he's like, yeah. And so he was all about it because his life is hell. He'll have pull a ryan avery he's a hacker ryan he'll cut that he's hacked shit off so you know you get to the ass cheek you're cutting rounds in half not knowing what you're doing and pretty much turns into scrap meat so explaining how each chunk of meat and each portion of it comes off because it all if you follow the the lines of the the muscle you can figure it out but he, he you know had quite a few horror stories so i figured we'd hop, get him hop on here and about it (laughs) yeah at some point it just turns into burger (laughs) yeah yeah, no kidding speaking of burger we had 230 pounds of scrap meat off that buffalo wow and that's crazy because like um you know there was probably an inch and a half of meat between the ribs and the hide uh and then the rib meat and then like uh at the brisket was about four inches thick um down at the the brisket line and it was, I think it was six hundred and forty eight pounds of meat without the tenderloins. So. Oh my god! Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How many deep crazy. freezers do you have now? Like six, five. Uh, well, we have five <laughs> downstairs, and then one for the dogs upstairs. <sighs> um, oh shit! That we where we transfer meat up, so she don't have to go as far as far as making Damn. those little bastards. Are man, they're three pounds a day each. So holy crap! Yeah, they're on the they're carnivore well. diet. Yeah, yeah. I'm all cut to shit. We were wrestling this morning when I. I let them in. Uh, the, there's a fox that came down. Um, it's been coming around the house, and they're yipping and barking at, like, 3 in the morning. So I let them in the door, and they just both attacked me. They were so happy to have somebody to play with, and they scratched it. I'll show you. I got fucking claw marks down my legs and arms and shit. They're they're just playing or whatever, but they're 54 and 56 pounds now, and they're Damn. just over four months. so. Hmm. Yeah, they should I think Odin Will hit about 120 And Magnus Will probably be about 150 By the time It's all said and done Jesus They won't be sleeping In the bed We're going to have to Get another yeah, bed no
1: kidding. <laughs> A king size bed For the dogs
2: Yeah Yeah they're super chill though It's funny watching them Play with moose Because uh, they're so big They'll like get on top of them And then they'll 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 grab them with, And pick them up And fling them And then he'll <laughs> like run uh, He likes it He'll run straight at them And bite at their face And they don't They're like Oh is there a fly around And then they'll You know like, headbutt him, knock him on the ground, he'll get up, bark. And it's like, thank God these dogs are good with small pets because um, they're so big that, I mean, they could squish moose pretty easily. And they're pretty careful with them, though. That's funny. Mm-hmm. You got any dogs, David? You got no. a cat?
1: Yeah, I, I do. Got and the and naked cat. He's so, this is sick, something I don't have a bit. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't put this on my dating profiles.
1: So uh yeah i have a hairless cat his name is bruce when you send girls a picture of it it just looks like you're taking a dick pic they gotta <laughs> they gotta take a double take he kind of looks like a sack like a shaving sack <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah
0: he's uh he's always under a blanket he's always cold but he's a cool cat yeah everyone that meets him
1: loves him it's he's, hard to find a, a chill cat yeah that's cool what well, hunts uh what well, hunts you got left
2: sir? Uh, all the hunts? A lot. We were trying to figure out the schedule last night. Um, Are you going with Levi to, uh, what is it, Missouri? Mississippi. Mississippi. So figuring this out, I got to go to Wyoming the 9th and 10th to look at uh, spaces up there. for. We, we might end up moving to Wyoming eventually. Um, and then I come back from that and I drive down to hunt with Scotty in uh, Kansas. And then we drive down and I've got we've got four clients for mule deer and our in the davis mountains and i'm gonna help him with that and i'm sure i'll probably shoot something while i'm down there there's a 37 inch legit our in there i'm gonna try and kill that that'll be the world record by far um Damn. perino shot a, a monster uh chris perino like legit spot and stock giant uh 34 and a half i think it was what it was on one side so uh, to my knowledge, SCI, and I didn't enter it, so keep that in mind. I'm you know totally full of shit. But um, to my knowledge, uh, stick bow wise, SCI, mine was the largest ever killed with a stick bow. Free range, Perino fucking crushed my ass. That thing's giant. <laughs> oh, he <laughs> shot one with his his recurve, yeah. yeah, I mean, and it, not by a substantial amount. Like mine was twenty nine and a half on one side, twenty nine three quarters on the other. The bases is what carried mine. His is to thirty four and thirty four and a half. Did people make uh, their own crossbows?
1: I don't know. Would that be considered trad?
2: I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like the old school thing uh, with the, uh, yeah, those the big old handle like Robin Hood. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Oh, uh, that's funny. <laughs> I tell you, the crossbow-wise, um, they had one down there. It's amazing how accurate those things are. Like, I can see why people, because I'm not a fan of crossbows and bow season. I mean, you can shoot 90 yards in, like, two minutes. Like, we could take anybody in this building, and they'll kill shit that night. Like, without yep. a doubt. Yep. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Um, yeah, no kidding. But, but yeah, um, I got that. And then I got the first week of December. I'm, or no, uh, uh the fuck six, no, seventh, eighth, ninth, 10th, 11th, or 12th. I don't, something like that. I'm with Levi from that. I do that, um, TV show thing with, uh, Barklow, the hunt war deal. Oh, nice. And then I go, what's from that, that about? Um, it's me Can versus Barklow. <laughs> they wanted it to be me versus, uh, Spazito with Stone Glacier, but Spazito wouldn't do it. Um, (laughs) So it'll be basically Barklow and I, it's through Big Chino Outfitters. So we we, we're on their land or it's public land, but it's kind of run through them. And then, you know, Barklow goes one spot, I go to the other and they base it off of age of the animal and size. I think with Barkley and I is I'll sneak over and help him till he kills one and then he can come over and help me and <laughs> but um for deer for deer mule deer uh so actually I have 5 mule deer tags left um wow damn, I uh up? so for so I have that one and then I have a, a hunt with Corbin's archery uh he's a psychiatrist and uh so hopefully he doesn't put me on the couch while I'm down there but that hypnotize you and shit yeah no shit like you you are fucked up I'm going to hypnotize you but uh so I do that with um the hunt war thing. And then I go with, uh, the guy from Corbin's, I think. And then I go on another mule deer hunt for Amy and I. Um, and then from that mule deer hunt, uh, I have another one if I can fit it in. And then I go to, uh, with big Chino again in January. So hopefully, and then I have the one I have right now, uh, which is here, um, that I was telling you about where the drive down. So, and then I've got some whitetail hunts, and then I'm, you know, guiding our dad from mid-January through March with uh, with uh Scotty and, and mule deer. So, qu- quite a bit left. Um, the big question everybody is asking me is I'm going to shoot the, yeah, I think people must think I'm dropping the recurve because I shot a couple animals with a compound, and it's just not the same for me. I'm not going to lie. It's just, it's, you know, as horrible as it sounds, it's it's too easy. I mean, it's, my heart rate didn't get up. I mean, that elk came out at a far distance I won't even talk about and I not even blink an eye I'm like oh, I'll kill it from here Scotty was like he shot my fucking cow and I'm like well dude I didn't know you could see that one he's like well I can't shoot that far I'm like well we can split the meat I'm sorry yeah. you can still shoot pretty good Scotty oh yeah it what it was is I was literally six feet below him and 20 yards to the right that six feet below him cut the wind off 100 times from where he was at because it was like 20 30 40 mile an hour wind gusts and uh so when I shot I wasn't in the wind and I bubbled hard hard I mean I buried my bubble and I still shot a foot right so that's how stiff the wind was from where I was aiming but um yeah it killed it but I um you know the stick bow thing like I'm not gonna lie if I had to go against Spazito or Steve Speck I might grab the compound because that's a different ball game but I'm taking a recurve for both of the world well, for all these hunts I have left, except the one here. 200 inch mule deer comes out there, I might flip that fucker over with the rifle. Like I'm not gonna mess around. Um, I don't have a lot of time in this specific unit, and there's some big, big deer. Well, does that tag go till? The 20- no, November 24th. But I, I gotta, I got all these other hunts I gotta do. Damn. So. Yeah, there's some big deer that pop out over there for sure. Yeah. I talked to Levi last night. He just shot a. Did you see that deer he shot? In text. Texas, yeah. the illegals where they're at are so bad they got to have guns in the blind just in case just in case the guides have guns on the way he's like he was telling me he's like dude it's a special place and uh Mm -hmm. you know big deer he was like but like they, they break into the, you know, they s- steal shit. Like they're breaking into the cabin. And he's like, literally when we get, go to the blinds, we have guns. Gnarly. Um, really. Yeah. Hmm. So they have security you just got to take care of yourself. I think the guides just have guns, you know, that drop them off in the local area. So Levi's like, yeah, it was a little bit different than what I'm used to. But, um but yeah, he was, you know, I was asking him about this hunt and I'm like, he so I can shoot one trophy buck off of his lease. You know, he can shoot three trophies. I think is how it works. And he's letting me take one. I can shoot Cole bucks, which I think is uh, four and a half years old and uh, less than eight points or something and I don't know, does or whatever. Um, but I'm only going to be down there for five or six days. And then I forgot, I, t- I said I wasn't going to do speaking engagements anymore, but Jim Eckhout asked me to do be the keynote for the Compton traditional bow hunter thing. So i got to do that, I think, in um, February. Me and Jake, Jake Downs is going to be there too, so we're going we're gonna to talk about earning your fall. I'm just fucking with him. <laughs> <laughs> he's give Jake shit about Talkin that. About time. hammering, yeah, he's been doing pretty good this season, hasn't he? Jake? He has. You know, he. I talked to him last night, and uh, he met, he posted a photo of a of a it's a big buck of a his arrow in the dirt. And I'm like, what happened? He's like, dude, I don't I don't even want to talk about it. And He's like, I I missed under it at nine yards, and shot over its back at fifteen. Oh it. damn, it's a big buck, and he said there was a bigger one closer, but it was engulfed in yucca bushes. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I've, I've been there. I know what you're saying. And I'm, well, you know, with a stick, nothing is guaranteed with a recurve, (laughs) like no matter how hard you work. Well, Dave, you're talking about a few of your trials and tribulations with a recurve and elk. Uh, you want to talk about any of those? Oh man. Don't remind me. (laughs) Yeah. I, I mean, I would go out. So
0: just to kind of set precedents, kind of talk about I'm I'm a decent shot like i'm not aaron snyder, but you know, I can I can hit some stuff Uh, i'd go out with buddies in wyoming and i'd shoot rabbits at 20 yards like cottontails 20 25 And uh, man two years ago. I had a, a bull run in at 25 yards and Yeah, it just shook me shook me to the core and I I just flipped my hat off. I drew back I didn't even barely get to anchor point touch my face and let that arrow fly and I I almost hit that bull in the hoof twice. (laughs) And he just stood there. I I mean, I missed my feet. Um, it, it shook me.
2: Yeah, it happens. I don't want to talk about all those stories with me because people get to see the glory. I try to be honest, you know, with what, what happens, you know, as far as that, but this last down there in Texas and Oklahoma, this was the best run I've had as far as how many animals hit the ground. And, and I backstrapped one buck and I, I think I made it. It seemed like a really good shot. I mean, the arrow, that's usually how I can tell. If the arrow flight's good, you probably made a good shot. But I've seen people say I've made a good shot, then watched the video. And I'm like, oh, yeah, you totally collapsed and fucked that up. This felt good. But I don't know if he ducked or whatever, but I, I hit high, hit backstrap. And then I, I actually only, I hit one doe uh, low in the brisket, and uh, and she was fine. I mean, shit, she started feeding once she got out in the field, and I backstrapped that buck. But that was the only two, and that is not normal. I mean, even with a compound, like, um, you know, I talked to different guys, you know, people, certain things make you lose your shit. You forget to look through the peep side. I mean, just things happen. And I try to stay under control. Matt Fugneys, he messaged me. He's like, dude, what do you do to stay under control? He's like, I just missed the largest deer of my life at fucking 14 yards. He said, I should be able to hit that blindfolded. And I was like, you know, I have in my, and I've done this for years. I have something over and over. I say over and over in my mind to try to keep my shit together. But my leg was shaking so bad last year with Scotty. We had a legit 170 buck with a kicker coming off the back that was eight inches. They called him kickstand. He came out in the, it's hard to explain, but I'm right on an ag field and I'm just inside the tree row and they come off that ag field and, and I'm right on the path where they go to drop into this Creek bottom. And he came out chasing a doe, and if it happened fast, would have had no problem. But he was out following that doe. He'd get close, and I mean, when I say close, forty yards in this field, and then he'd chase her around. And he got to a point where he was about thirty-seven yards, and I'm like, okay, I'm getting to where, you know, he stands still. I'm gonna shoot. Well, my right leg started shaking so bad I was on a sixteen-foot ladder stand, and you know they'll have those things that flip over the front of you. Mm-hmm. Well, we had it flipped against the tree, and then uh, bungee to the tree. Well, my right leg was shaking so fucking bad, it was rocking that thing, squeaking. (laughs) And I'm like, you know, and I mean, I've shot more, I mean, uh, you know, whatever, whatever, bragging or not, I've shot more than anybody I know, uh, by far. And I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you, Snyder? Like, get your shit (laughs) together. And my right leg, I was pinning it to my left knee. It made it worse. Then both of them are shaking. And I'm like, (laughs) and Scotty's in the the truck way above me watching. And he said, dude, my legs were shaking. Because it's a legit 170 inch deer and it got to 37 yards and it came into 35 and literally at that point in time now I've got my right elbow against that stupid bar to get it to stop making noise thank god there was some wind and I finally got to where my leg was semi not shaking and I and I don't hardly ever get typewriter leg and uh another buck came in behind me and that deer bolted straight to that buck and they started fighting out of range and got in that creek bottom I never saw him again well I saw him the next day I never killed the buck but you know I tell people I'm like everybody gets nervous it doesn't matter it's just certain things like me in the tree stand gets me more ner- it's more nerve-wracking than than uh than anything so yeah
0: it seems like for me it just like
2: the longer you can have to to look
0: at
1: the animal as mm-hmm. it's coming in uh it just I I would fall apart yeah especially with the recurve. That's what makes it fun though, too. If you stop getting that feeling, then it's not as fun anymore.
2: That's true. The adrenaline level is definitely different for me with the recurve. Like I just don't get excited that much with the, the compound. Um, that, I shot one buck with a compound and I, I brought it just because that specific set, the deer seemed to kind of circle around at that 45, 50 yard range. And so it was actually pretty comical. I had, uh, I don't have a bow quiver uh, for my compound. So I had the Safar Tough back quiver. And then I had my recurve. Um, and then so the shape charge was on the side of, um, you know, the stand. And then I had two easy hangers coming off. And I had my recurve in one, my compound in the other. And then I had that Safar Tough. Tuff- anyway, it looked like wind chime. Shit was slapping me, <laughs> blowing around. And so that, uh, that that buck came out and he was circling at 4550 and I grabbed the compound he got on a doe and ran under under me I shot him at 9 yards oh, like, sure. I should have had the, the stick but you should bring that spear next time you go to Texas or something,
1: just in case one <laughs> I walks right underneath you and just drop it. I think we'll.
2: I think I'm trying to spear a buffalo next year. it um, <laughs> will be interesting. You should do it on a horse, horseback with I a loincloth. Yeah. I don't even like riding a horse, let <laughs> alone with a spear in my hand. I'll fuck around and spear my own foot. Uh, okay, gnarly. <laughs> uh, yeah, the trip down there was pretty, pretty, cr- pretty cool. I was, uh, I was surprised. I talked about it on Luke's podcast. The, that first shot I took on that big forky. There's two things I was surprised. The first, I, I just posted uh first white tail of the year, made an amazing shot and took him out of the gene pool, kept the the landowner happy. Dude, I got this scathing paragraph of you know no, he posted publicly. He's like, Not everything's gonna be a booner, why are you making excuses? And I, and I'm like I messaged him and I said, Hey man, uh you might want to keep your mouth closed till you learn who you're talking to. Like I'm the last guy that worries about what he shoots, I just shoot what makes me happy. I just posted that to kind of tell the story. There's no i mean I don't like you search back. I don't need to make excuses for what I'm shooting. I just shot what I wanted and uh he literally like typical millennial, comes back as the victim. I can't believe you're talking to me that way. I'm not <laughs> yeah, gonna buy a yeah, Faru product, and I'm like dude, I don't know what you're talking about. I didn't threaten you. I'm just telling you, like, you you know, my my football coach said it's better to be stupid than speak and remove all doubt. Like, I'm not the guy that, I mean, I'm all about people shooting what they makes them happy. I don't care. And I said, i just telling a story. So I blocked him. Next one was that shot was unethical, and, and I had several people tell me I ruined all the meat by taking that shot. And I'm like, what the hell are you, are you guys throwing meat away? Because cause that shot's lethal. It went 50 yards because you— it is a difficult shot. It's not one you should take all the time. That's why we did that video yesterday. But I was super surprised that I got, you know, people that, you know, basically like, Hey, you, you gut shot it. And I'm like, well, I also hit lungs and heart. You know, those are important too. You know, I I like. but the other thing too, I shot that, uh, that coyote Mm -hmm. and, you know, it's three something. Um, and so we had to drive out and in and around to get over to it. And I I had my camera on, and I was just filming, hey, you know, this is where I was at. It was over here, and this is where it was at, and it was still alive. So we walked up to it, and I just threw my phone in my pocket and finished it off. Well, I screenshot when I walked up to it because it was growling at me, and I posted that photo. I probably had 15 people message me. What a, They didn't ask any questions. They just were like, you're a total piece of shit to let an animal suffer. And I'm like... I didn't do an entire photo shoot. And I was honest with the guy. He said, did you walk up and take that photo? And I was like, yeah, man, walked up. I didn't know it wasn't a lot. I thought it was dead, walked up. And I said, video camera was on. And and then he just fired back, said, well, you're a total piece of shit. And I was like, well, you know, I'm trying to like take a step back and think, put myself or, or multiple other people in that situation. It flipped over. We thought it was dead. So, I mean, I was surprised that that nobody even messaged me about what happened. It was just a screenshot off the video, mm-hmm. um, which it is what it is. I'm, I'm not, you know, whining. I was just like, wow, holy cow, it's a learning experience for me. Because, you know, of course I was there, so I should have put more context in it. But, you know, it's pretty wild. Should we get him on? What's that? AJ. Yeah, we can. Hold on. We have AJ Dubay in the house. Get in here, AJ. What's Hey, what's your um, current name on social media? Oh,
3: uh, AJ Dubay, semi Semi-Official. It's uh,
2: A.J. Dubé semi-official Just came into the house
1: It's changed It was, uh, what was it? Backcountry fatty
3: I got self-identified PH
1: fatty Hey, scoot that <laughs> thing a little closer
2: to oh. You. oh, What do I do with my hands? What, it's not on film, so you can do whatever you want with them, really. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, shit Oh, Oh, uh, uh, good lord and So, A.J., you're in
3: Montana? Yep, Great Falls Grew up in Helena and Now I live up in Great Falls Gotcha. You shot a, what, you shot a spike this year so far? Yeah, a glorified spike. is was all palmated, and I don't really want to shoot a spike, but it was one of those that it looked cool, and I just got bloodthirsty.
2: It happens. Believe me, I know. Yeah, I blacked out and just started <laughs> flinging arrows, so. How'd that, that whole sequence go? Didn't you hit it in the leg, then got back on it? No, I first shot in the
3: tree. <laughs> then one went in the leg, and then I finally pulled my head out of my back pocket and put it down, so yeah trad flags everywhere
2: it, yeah it, it happens um I remember when I first watched uh well I, Frank and I talked about it, it was it was the hunting god karma talking shit about south and collapsing and missing those deer right and then that that high country at 2018 I think I missed three bucks and I'm like okay I should I'm never talking shit about south again I, I mean I talked to it south was laughing cuz <laughs> it's uh adrenaline and everything else going on and, we were just talking about that shit can go downhill quick yeah yeah it's crazy it's like you practice
3: and practice and you still suck with a stick bow basically <laughs> like you saw me shooting saturday it's uh i ran into tom Klum yesterday over at rms gear and then was it jerry he who's helped me out a little bit it's when you learn the old crusty way and then trying to incorporate some of the some of the uh, the newer methods the more olympic style into your shooting it's it's a little bit of a process because you still got some of the the old habits especially when you're in shoot instinctive and you don't need to aim for 20 minutes shooting 20 yards <laughs> yeah. but they want you to hold back a little bit longer i'm like well i'm on target i know the arrow's gonna get in the same zip code i don't want to keep holding the full job but. <laughs>
2: <laughs> everybody's got their own method i guess but yeah it, and I, it really just uh I remember lander giving me crap about holding back and it wouldn't work and you know it obviously works um my thing that I tell most people is, you can take any um, any guy using the Olympic or or whatever style you want to call it, whether you use power archery or the uh, the NTS system or whatever, you can get those guys to snap shoot no problem. You can't get a guy to snap shoot to to do NTS like. Lander right. has to close his eyes to hold a full draw. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've gotten <laughs> uh, shooting that ball
3: I got from you. That's yeah. helped me out dropping down and jaw weight. It's helped me out given the, especially trying to make the longer shots. It's really helped out a lot, and then incorporating more of that that clumb style. Yeah,
2: how'd you like the those limbs? Those are crazy. They yeah. got like
3: nitrous oxide tanks on them, built into them, or something like <laughs> that.
2: Yeah. yeah, and believe it. So those are the Velos. So believe it or not, those limbs I'm shooting are eight feet faster than those. That's crazy. Yeah, they're fast. Then those ones you're shooting are they kind of have that let off or the reduced hold weight or whatever. That's yeah. I brought a bow down for you to try with uh, the double X's, which aren't the super curl. Okay. Um, those are eight feet faster than the Velos. The other ones are actually twelve feet faster. They might not have a ones.
3: sole, but I like an
2: arrow that moves a little quicker yeah you know yeah the whole uh ilf metal riser thing i just glued a piece of wood on it, to help. <laughs> oh, it. put a little on veneer on there. there yeah exactly. <laughs> i just took a piece of bark and super glued it on there so it has a little soul
3: maybe um, yeah maybe if you get like a shape of a cross or something like that maybe that'll make a little, <laughs> that'll <bully it> up <laughs> a little bit yeah
2: no shit uh lord But yeah no, we're just going over the the season so far and what's been going on and and uh what else were we talking about? Trad flags, um, rifle hunting. What, uh, you had, uh, the, the African with you, didn't you on, on your first trip Yeah. Of yeah.
3: Depong. Yeah. He came out for a few days and bear hunting. and then he kind of got screwed on it because, uh, we what was at Labor Day week and Labor Day, actual Labor Day Monday. It snowed about six inches of snow and God bless Tyler. He wanted to stick it out and just sit in the teepee and burn through firewood Uh, for an entire day you know just weather out the storm I was just like you know I've done it before and it's it's doable but there's cold beer and hot hamburgers in town and (laughs) yeah yeah. so I figured that was a better strategy and so he ended up just family scheduled if he had a he decided just to go back home oh yeah which so I'm hoping he comes back out this next year and then Josh my other party buddy and I we went back in there I think that Tuesday and there was about five six inches of snow on the ground and I think that same storm that you guys got it hit us first and then
2: yeah
3: it, it sucked because the elk were crazy opening weekend there they were bulls going crazy all day long and uh just never could get on them we got close like within 100 yards and then it's just so thick and nasty you can't see anything in there and so uh like Saturday night opener night we got within about 180 100 yards of a bull and just I just couldn't I didn't want to block out and go full Corey Jacobson, so I just let him go off.
2: <laughs> oh, that's funny. The um, It's probably good that Corey can call because we've shot with him, mm-hmm. and he can't shoot for shit, So yeah. I, at least not when we were there. Uh, remember that one? He shot the tree, and he's like, what did he say? You want to see focus? You guys want to see confidence? <laughs> and then he sh- literally almost Robin Hooded his arrow in the tree. Oh, wow. Well. <laughs> I, I think I even made a smart ass comment. No wonder he doesn't like me. Like, by Target 4, I'm like, it's a good thing you guys can call out because you can't shoot for shit. Right. That's what I'm <laughs> trying to work on is studying that Chris Rowe mentality. It kind of mm-hmm. seems like it works
3: half decent. When the only thing that sucks is about after the first six hours of Josh having a hunt with me, I got to tell him that he just gets sick, sick all of my uh, Chris Rowe quotes and chris Rowe said this and chris Rowe said this so it's out work because they're both kind of new elk hunting so
2: yeah i uh do you see what frank does he just sneaks up and shoots him <laughs> right with yeah. a gun or a muzzleloader it's like pacific northwest <laughs> north idaho where right? I'd, I'd like wish we could do that but it uh it's funny uh chad asked me he called he's like is frank hunted elk a lot and i'm like not frank's not an elk hunter I, it's like he's killed elk and he you know whatever but i said he's not um uh, that's not what he he does. He's like, well, he's talking about down there where you guys, he's like, he seems timid. I was like, it's probably because he's never hunted in a unit with that many fucking elk and doesn't know what to do. Cause that elk, I mean, or that unit, how many bulls were you guys here uh,
1: in a day? Tons. Well, it the first couple of days yeah. they were just going nuts and it, it tapered off, but
0: yeah. Was yeah good. That first day it was like 10 bulls around us, yeah. something like that.
2: Yeah. Well, be it, incredible. it's weird. And you know, no, it, I get messages constantly, but guys are like, Hey, i like this morning I posted looking for deer cups. I'm sitting in my truck on the highway looking at deer and right? I'm not doing anything special, but guys are like what's your strategy for deer i'm I'm you know this guy's like I'm in southern Alberta, and I'm just not seeing any deer and I'm usually my first thing is you you don't know how to glass I mean not not you know banging on you, but there's certain ways you want to glass too you're probably not glassing at the right time uh, you may not have the optics you you need, and I would say, I don't know how many times we make fun of people when i say make fun but how many guys go into an area and say man we didn't see anything and they're just not spending the time behind the glass and frank frank picks up way more than i do um what we have known that one guy went in on that fucking high country buck hunt that we know bucks were everywhere he didn't see a deer in 10 days and uh i mean that's saying that's hard that's i mean you almost have to try not to where we were in there and we were spotting well probably 10 12 bucks a day um but you know you have better
3: optics, higher quality glass than the other guy.
2: Yeah, and I think you know we had we had higher quality experience, right? As far right. as you know, just you know glassing because well, poor Frank, right? Went after he killed his. What do you pray glassing eight hours a day for me? Yeah. Know, I'm, I'm glassing with you for the first two, and then maybe three going on stocks, and then you know I tell people you glass for 14 hours a day, but I don't think they believe you. But we're maybe not the entire time, but pretty much all day you're you're glassing and. You, if you're not ready to do that there's some hunch you probably won't be super successful on back starts to hurt for sure yeah yeah well and that's also another thing arguing with about optics and everything else is if if you know if you don't glass for that long a period of time you're probably not going to get migraines from your current glass if it's a lower quality or you know headaches but you you spend that much time behind glass then you're you're probably gonna get some headaches with lower quality stuff yeah those
3: binos i got from you those high-end bush nails you got <laughs> those are those are pretty fancy it was incredible stuff you could pick out with that and just no eye strain more anything just like add kicks in before the eye strain will ever kick in so yeah
2: well i mean i i would say on um you know a general like a mule deer hunt i'd say at a minimum four hours a day you're glassing at a minimum yeah um, it seems to go by
1: pretty fast especially in the morning you get up to your glassing spot and you're glassing and... you know
2: it's fucking by the way frank's glassing's pot sucks dick to climb to (laughs) 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 it does man takes
1: it's right above my camp and it's like it takes you 30 minutes just to get up there
2: in the morning and it's right there it's just so steep, steeper than the fucking back of christ's head it's straight up (laughs) uh this grassy slope and then it's wind blown there's nothing you know you're just taking it right in the ass with the wind and it uh but you can see everything from there Uh, yeah that's where when i glass the those one bucks up it's hard to explain, but, you know, Frank told me about, the, you know, this before. What you, you glass them, you know, and then you, you basically have to hike back out, cut left, climb over another mountain, go down. And I don't know, probably, what, two and a half miles total, maybe? Two yeah. miles? Yeah. Uh, it's a shit show. It sucked. <laughs> when I shot mine, I was by myself, and I um had camp here, hiked back. Was that a a mile? Yeah. Mile and a half? Mm-hmm. And then you climb up over. So on the way up, I dropped my shit, climbed up and over, and then went down. And that's probably 800,000 yards. Fuck, I don't know, whatever it is. I shot that deer, but I just had that bane. And uh, I was too lazy to go back and get my pack. So I'm like, fucking, I'm just going to figure it out. I had that bane so (laughs) stuffed. I I had the zipper tied across. And then I had one game bag in my left hand and, and climbed out. And then... I think i called you to see if you'd wanted to, if you wanted to come help and i think i i said i'll be by the creek which was a lie and i don't know what i had probably in my pack maybe 110 pounds or something so it started to snow and i'm waddling my fat ass up the hill trying to find flat ground fuck how far did i go before I? <laughs> there's no flat ground down there <laughs> fuck, <no. laughs> it's, it's so, so steep i felt bad to get because i when i finally got to camp it was getting dark and it was snowing and uh so I built a fire, tried to warm up, got inside my tent. And I think I cooked like three top ramens and at one time or whatever the hell I was eating and then you got there before I could see your headlamp before the sun came up. It was fucking cold yeah, when it you I was super cold, yeah. I was surprised you were wearing as little as you were coming across that wind swept ridge cuz it was pretty chilly. Yeah, it was pretty nippy. That spot's cool though. It's
1: like uh kind of like a knife edge ridge and it's got like cliffs but there's like a little gap where you can pop over and there's tons of deer beds right there.
2: Yeah, there is. Well, when you first, I went up there first to glass, and I, I poked my head over and was is, was glassing down there. I didn't see anything, so I went back to where the you know camp is, and I think I texted you. I said, "Dude, don't come uh, there. I can't find any deer because it's later in the season." And then I think five or six uh, bucks came up over the hill, and I ended up shooting that one. But I don't know what made me. Why are we even talking about this other than that sucked shit in that spot glassing wise?
1: <laughs> um, well, you got to like drop down, <laughs> get on the trail, hike up the backside of a mountain just to get up there. It's it's just a lot of work to get up there. It's pretty good though. You I get got you a,
3: away from all the people probably though too? Uh, not like you Not
1: and Not in recent years. Too many people um,
3: keep hammering these days. A lot of yeah. hikers
1: too. Um, but yeah, I got some footage from this year's hunt on a GoPro in that same spot. Like nine bucks come out of these trees right in front of me. And uh, I'm like waiting. I got like the, uh, you can see my bow. I'm like holding it, waiting to draw. I'm waiting for a big buck to come out and just like nine small deer come out. And I'm like, fuck. But there was this like really cool wide buck, but it had little tiny forks. And uh, like I think about shooting him, and then I let him pass. And then that was like the best opportunity I had all archery season this year. And I forgot my phone. So like I wasn't like taking photos and videos and keeping uh keeping the gram updated so people are like messaging me this year why didn't you hunt high country mule deer I'm like I did I just forgot my phone at home or in the car
3: Mm. but it's not on the gram it doesn't count yeah exactly it's (laughs) like going to the gym you you don't get the gains yeah how's the gym been going for you you've lost quite a bit of weight in the last year or two right yeah yeah 60 pounds I'm trying to get a little little leaner but (laughs) I don't know it's doing good feel a lot better it's it's a lot easier hiking this like chasing elk this year was a hell of a lot easier yeah and then like you know, he used to be the guy that Aaron makes fun of—that's cutting weight off his pack and his gear, and he's got 60, 70 pounds worth of fat to lose off his butt. So, <laughs> yeah. so now I'm throwing gear, more food back in my bag, and
1: what's your uh, what's your like uh, regimen? Do you have like a a set workout, or is it more diet stuff? I do focus
3: heavily on diet. I track my food really, really closely, weigh everything, and uh, that seems to keep me on track. And then workouts, I just sort of make it up as I go along. I just try and do hiking related stuff like mm-hmm. leg day and then cardio and then mix in some upper body.
1: Yeah. So what is the diet stuff? Is it like a just a caloric deficit or you yeah, eat certain foods? Yeah,
3: caloric deficit and then tracking the macros and the, the calories and that seems to for me it seems to work. Everybody's got their own theory, but ended up working with uh, that dietitian at Kyle Camp and that really helped me out. And it's cool because the guy's uh he does some backpack hunting too and so he kinda understands the needs of uh how the body works. Plus, it's easier taking diet advice from a guy that's lost 100 pounds himself versus some, you know, redhead lady that weighs 120 pounds <laughs> and has never had to worry
2: about her weight before. I've, I've brought that up before, actually. Um, it, when you're, you know, like, let's if, if you've always been big and strong your whole life, it's real easy to tell some stick figure what they need to do, but... You, that guy's never been in a stick figure shoes well same with a fat kid if you're getting advice from a dude that's had six-pack abs since birth trying to tell you what to do i'm like you know i really want to talk to some fat fuck that got skinny because at least he knows where how i feel you exactly. know or whatever but <laughs> right uh, you just got to do crossfit yep yep keep hammering run <laughs> i can't make fun of it anymore um how long were you doing it you still doing it frank mm-hmm. yeah. yeah it was a noticeable well there's two things that happened. I got on TRT and I put on probably maybe 12 or 14 pounds. Um, and then uh, and Frank was doing CrossFit and I was doing cardio like crazy and he beat the fuck out of me hiking in. Um, but the only thing that was like made me feel better as I did I wasn't sore the next day, so I'm like, okay, I'm okay, <laughs> it was, it, I f- still feel okay, but I um, that hike in like. You know, it's a matter of perspective of everybody's glasses, you know, easier or harder to fill. Meaning, you know, something maybe that I did 20 years ago that I thought was, you know, a little bit challenging and difficult. Nowadays, there's not really any you know, mountain too high or whatever that you can't do. And uh, remember that dude I told you about from South Carolina tried to hike in with his wife in 18? Mm-hmm. Fuck, it was funny. Um, <laughs> so I hiked, uh, you know, we hiked way in. Franco's even farther than I do. But I, I hiked back. Um, to go over the summit to glass those one bucks that you see on the way in. This dude's hunched over, breathing hard, fucking not happy. And, and he's not he the party hasn't even started. He's not even, what, halfway there or something. And I'm like, how you doing? And he's thick draw, right? Not worth the fuck. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, yeah? And I say, he said, I hiked in here with my wife. And I'm like, w- where is she? Oh, I left her down on the trail down there, and, and there's no real sp- – there's no place to camp on this fucking trail, right? There's one flat spot. I'm like, what are you going to do? He goes, well, I'm getting the fuck out of here. I'm like, well, what made you get to this far? And he said, well, I thought it was bad. Then I got to the notch is what we call it. And he's like, ain't no fucking way I'm going any farther. And I was like, what are you going to do? I'm hiking my ass back out and I'm shooting something off the road. And I'm like, oh, all right, cool, you know. And I don't think he knew. uh Exact, you know, altitude rise, like it just sucks the life right out of you. And it was there was three other people that I'd seen that went right back out that just weren't weren't ready. And it, um, it, 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 it just. Well, you were on that goat hunt the other day, and you're fit.
0: That sounds like me. Yeah, right. (laughs) I mean, I can hike. I I do all right. I'm in pretty good shape. Oh, you did good. Thirteen thousand feet. It just about (laughs) killed me.
2: Yeah, (laughs) it felt horrible. I didn't say anything, but I kept David. See him doing that and like oh, fucking man. with his face, and I'm like, "Oh, he's fucked up." Yeah, the <laughs> so yeah. like, other dude's
0: getting to him. Oh man, I was getting lightheaded, like seeing stars. <laughs> Holy crap! I climbed that mountain, dropped down like what three, four
2: times chasing those goats, yeah, and yeah. I thought I was gonna puke. It was uh, it was funny for me, but I don't. I, I mean, as I say that, that sounds horrible, but between. Uh, you, b- between Brian flinging arrows over a hell's half acre and, <laughs> and then you, 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 cause I could see with you, you, you were, I'm like, all right, Dave's pretty fucking tough. He hasn't given up yet. Cause I could see physically you were fine. It was mm-hmm. your, from what I was looking from the outside, it looked like it was just, you had a fucking headache, which yeah, was the problem was. I had a pounding headache. That <laughs> yeah. my stomach was twisted. I, I thought I was going to throw up. That one time you were like, I can feel my heartbeat through my ears. Uh, well the one time i took off running and i don't know i probably got 30 yards and i'm like what the fuck am i running for because these guys certainly aren't going to be running and uh i i think you were right side by side with with brian but i think that was like arrow five at that point um and then you dropped down uh to kind of push them to us and what was crazy we're skipping around on this the, the goats ended up walking right beside david um what fifteen, twenty feet? Ten feet. Yeah, ten feet. <laughs> yeah, I had I had ten goats at twenty yards, and
0: then that big Billy just came out. He just walked up to ten feet from me, just looked at me. He knew he didn't have.
2: a We tag. needed that to yeah. happen with Brian. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he ended up getting one the next day, though. Yeah, he did. Yeah,
1: he was a good sport about it all. I I think a lot of people would say fuck hunting after no. after a day like that, but he uh he was a good sport and had a good attitude.
2: Oh, he's super cool. I wanted to get him on the podcast. I was. You know, cause I, I, I don't ever, I didn't ever, I don't get mad. I just, I laugh, you know, cause I'm just happy to be up there. But when we got on that last two, we had two arrows and, um, all the goats, we pushed them over a major mountain range, right? Like they're, these guys can't even see us at this point. They're fucking going like way over. So we, we get way over there. Um, just over that ridge from where you saw them, there's one more, anyway, I was like, hey, dude, I'll, I'll, I'll climb down there, and I'll just keep popping up, and I'll, I'll try and push them to you Well, they weren't moving, right? So I climbed back out, and I, I, I actually texted him, come up here, but the, he didn't have service. So I walk over there, we grab him, come back, and, and I'm like, dude, right below here are all of them. We just need to drop 20, 30 yards, and we'll be right on top of them. And there's this big knob, and I'm like, they're not going to be able to see us because they're bedded under this knob. We're golden, right? It's, we're done fucking deal. Okay, so I asked him first because his hand is fucking cold up there with the wind. And I said, dude, give me your bow. Keep that right hand warm because he was losing feeling in his fingers. And I climbed down and get to a bad spot and hand it back to him. So we get right above these goats, and they're all right below us between 25 and 40 yards. And there, there was two big nannies, uh, and, and there was a kid involved in one of them. And I'm like, dude, don't even try and shoot at that one. I don't want you hitting the fucking kid at the, the – how you've been shooting today i'm like shoot the one on the left and uh bedded and it was 37 yards and probably um 28 degree down angle so i'm like okay we're we're good and and the only thing i was worried about is were these guys going to come up and over and help because we're a good distance from them and you would hike back down to them and i'm like i don't think i'm talking fucking david to coming back up here because he's been running (laughs) around with us all day and i'm like well if we have to hike out in the dark the good thing was we were so far past the point of no return we could have hiked out in another area and and they could have drove up a road and picked us up a mining road so I'm like well we may need to do that and I'm counting my chickens way before their hats so first arrow I'm like 37 you know whatever and he gets to about half draw and fucking hits the trigger and whack punches himself in the face and the arrow just launches and internally I'm like fuck we are off to a shaky start shit we only got one arrow left so and I you know I don't no, I mean he's hundred feet above it, right? His arrow just launched out, and I'm, he's he's looking at his release and his bow like it's it's betrayed him. And I'm like, load a fucking arrow. What are you doing? Load another arrow. And uh, they didn't run. They didn't know what was going on. He's kind of stood up, and I'm like, even better. Broadside, they're standing. And uh, the only low arrow he shot was that next one, and he hit down by its feet. And then we were out of ammo, had to hike out.
3: <laughs> so. <laughs> So you need to just get rid to the compound and pick up a stick bow and you got a more a few
2: more excuses maybe I don't, <laughs> I don't know. This is the worst bow hunter ever. <laughs> <laughs> he uh he grabbed a rifle the next day. Um which was cool cuz it was really it was good to see. He's one of the nicest guys on the planet. He is a super cool dude. He did take we didn't fuck with him too much but I just couldn't stop laughing. Um you know I it, it, when I say laughing I just I was having fun but the first shot he took we were what was it 42 or 40 something like that yeah either way uh it's, you know david's right beside us he's filming we 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 tried to be as sneaky as we could and at a certain point we're like we're wide open on a knife edge ridge and i'm like fuck it we'll just keep walking at them they'd feed we'd walk they would feed and we got to whatever it was 40 42 and i'm like all right you know and I, and I i do get excited i kept saying all right shoot it one on the left shoot 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 to one on the left he's broadside, shoot, shoot. He missed that thing by like eight feet. Um, and did he, I think he turned back. He said, I hit it. And I'm like, dude, you were like eight <laughs> feet above it. He's like, really? And I'm like, really? You were like eight feet high. And then I think we shot two more times there, didn't we?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So that first one, it was funny. I, I put the camera on Brian just as he was drawing back and I, I turned to get on the goat and the arrows already passed the goat. I didn't even have time to get him on camera, but the second shot I was behind Brian and uh, got him, drawn back the goat was perfect broadside up on that rock that would have been a really cool kill shot yeah
2: what happened did he shoot fast
0: he shot fast but it was over his back again yeah yeah the
2: only low arrow i remember that day was the last arrow because after all of that and i'm missing a bunch of stuff in the middle i think he had one at 28 didn't he too that we shot i think so Yeah. yeah um we we butt scooted down above him and Frank and, and it, all the guys with him were on the valley floor watching and we're, we're butt scooting. And we got to like 49 yards and I'm like, are you, you confident? I say, like, are you breathing hard? And he, no, I'm good. And I said, well, it's bedded away, you know, from us. And uh, it might've stood up in there. And I'm like, Hey, just, you know, breathe and, you know, get a good arrow off. And he missed high again. And uh, <laughs> then we had to wait for more arrows. His buddy brought him more arrows up. So, it was a it was an interesting day. I think what did I say? I had thirty seven thousand steps on my my watch. I think so. Yeah, and I think about twenty of them were above thirteen thousand feet. So I was happy I did as, as well as I did because I hadn't been at that high altitude for, you know, for a while. But um, I certainly the next day had a little wheezing shit going on. Like I'd, <sighs> and you could feel like that runner's cough just from being at that high altitude. But Frank, you. You got you take a pill when you go back up now, don't you? At a super high altitude, for yeah, yeah it's an
1: altitude pill. It's a nifedipine, I think, is it's what it's called. Yeah, yeah I was wishing to I had die my again. inhaler. Yeah,
3: <laughs> open up the airways. What's that? Oh, I said he doesn't want to try dying again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's pretty much a requirement for anything up of ten, eleven thousand feet. I don't know how you guys come from like back east and come out here on their OTC hunts because I get to about seven thousand
2: feet and I live at about three thousand feet and I feel like about dying. <laughs> Yeah, I mean it. uh, Well, like David's in super good shape, so I I didn't think it was a matter of fitness for you. I I just kept thinking that dude's fucking head is hurting because he could. He was like a rhino that got tranked a couple times. I looked back and he was like shaking his head and blinking his eye. I'm like, oh, he's he's got a fucking headache. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We we went up and over the top of that thing. I don't know how many times because the it was like a ping pong ball. We'd shoot at him on one side, they'd go to the other. We'd climb up over the top, shoot him on the other side. They'd come back. So. That I think that peak was thirteen and thirteen four just under it, and there was um, pretty cool because there's you saw those mines and everything, and there's shacks up there from when they were mining and everything else, and uh, yeah, it's it's pretty cool. But I wish he would have got one with a bow, but I'm glad he got one in general. That was a pretty wild trip, and then. Shortly after that, I was getting whitetail fit in Texas, and all my cardio was going away quickly as uh, I was making peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and putting Oreos on it. So whatever goodness <laughs> I made that diet. day. Oh, and, it's it? My kind of diet right there. <laughs> you know, you can get peanut butter Oreos now? That's what we were eating. Oh, my yeah. goodness. Yeah, I was putting the peanut butter Or I put four Oreos on my peanut butter and honey sandwich. Oh, yum. <laughs> Carb loading. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Lord, I can well, feel myself getting fatter. Listen to Bark always talks about how you gotta
3: keep eating in the stand to keep yourself warm, so. Yeah. You can do that? Oh, yeah. I like snacks. <laughs> so that's why I gotta carry a Ma deuce on a three-day hunt, because I pack so much food.
2: <laughs> I, eat, I eat a lot. Uh I don't, you can go long, Frank can go forever without eating, uh. You seem to eat all of it at one time, though, is your problem. I got the same yeah, issue. Yeah, if I'm sitting there glassing or something, I am just eat all my food.
1: <laughs> <Then> I <laughs> get, get to, like, midday. I'm like, fuck, I got to wait until we get back to my tent to eat yourself my out. meals. Yeah. Man, I got to find an alternative to dehydrated food, though, for next year or something. Do, do my own because I've been farting up a storm yeah. when I eat that shit. Fucking <laughs> yeah. yeah.
2: David was suffering through the elk hunt with oh, me. Oh, man. It's funny you bring that up. I was talking to you because know, it was, you know, snowing and, you know, I was in a Hilleberg Acto, which is a basically a little bit bigger coffin. than a coffin. You yeah. can fit in, in one, one of those. Yeah, I know. Right. And I, uh, I was putting those chips or those crackers that I have in that three cheese Buffalo Mac or whatever it's called. And I was farting so stinky. I'm like, I literally, I couldn't hardly handle it myself. <laughs> right. <laughs> in this, I, I'm like, man, my sleeping bag's going to be tainted. And then you know the next morning you wake up and you like unzip and all of a sudden, like whatever's left over in the bag is just whooshing out the top. Uh, I oven you know, yourself. same no, thing. Can I kind of have to come up with a different alternative to, you know, like like you said, make it yourself or I'm getting to the point now. I'm like, maybe I'll just make sandwiches or <laughs> you know whatever, figure it out. yeah, for you guys being filmed out there, just remember, be kind to the, your, your
0: camera guy because they're <laughs> probably right behind you, sucking wind, going uphill. Uh, and, man, it's it's tough when that lingers. I was just
3: cropped us and <laughs> David the entire time. <laughs> that uh, eight-man teepee, that can hold a fart pretty good, Josh says, after I killed him a couple times, fumigated him, uh, but Yeah. Oh, Lord. Were you guys using those peaks last year, the
2: peak refuels? Or uh, you, I, we, a little. A we little of mostly uh, off-grid, some peak refuel. I had some Element meals. What else do we have,
1: man?
3: All kinds of stuff.
1: Backpacker's pantry.
2: That's yeah. the
3: stuff you get into the backpacker's pantry in the mountain house. That's I can't handle that. That yeah. other stuff seems like it sticks with you a little better. You know, mm-hmm. it's not a race at four in the morning to get your boots on, your Crocs on to go, go to, to store. Yeah, and I know go spray and <laughs> praise.
2: It got it got bad enough at the very end. I I was just doing the sta- brown rice top ramen and and uh, olive oil tuna. That's kind of a good. For me, that, I don't fart from that, and it uh, tastes good, and it's protein or whatever. It's not quite where you need for the caloric intake to weight ratio, but it's close. And I don't—I can eat that pretty much every meal, and I just put a, a big olive oil tuna packet in my brown rice ramen. and I like that, and it's cheap, but um, even that gets old. You eat enough of the same shit over and over and over. It gets old. The other thing, too, is like, I don't know what it is with Mountain House, some different dehydrated meals. It's like, well Frank brought it up It's like wiping a marker Like you, your your ass is never clean <laughs> Yeah Clean <laughs> as hell
3: We just packed in the full on Full size packets of dude wipes And then just kept a Ziploc bag in our pack And, and we I just, just refilled off and the and Yeah your ass off. Yep. Whatever it takes Yeah
2: Well
0: You got anything else to cover? Yeah You guys ever run out of toilet paper Or wipes on the mountain?
2: Uh-huh.
1: Uh, I have Yeah <laughs> Um ended up losing a couple of shirt sleeves and some
2: socks Oof. yeah yeah i think uh last year on that out hunt i didn't run out i didn't have any and uh I, I remember i had that outdoorsman shirt and the sleeve was gone and then uh i posted <laughs> that song was it journey that sings urgent <laughs> so urgent and i put that on my story uh i've had that happen before the problem is is it, all my clothing is expensive so like it's not like you're like oh let me wipe my ass with my sock it's a fucking 35 dollar merino wool sock or your you know shirt so like cotton shirts or whatever like this the pop, cotton poly blend is usually the first to go but in the case they quit making that shirt and that was like my favorite shirt and now I it's a sleeveless you know keep hammer and muscle <laughs> shirt now cause I had to wipe my ass with a sleeve but oh man yeah last
0: fall I, I was up in Utah and uh, I, w- my buddy Jason and I went into town. We got some cheese, pizza, and stuff, and just came back. And man, within minutes of me getting back to camp, I was, I was hurting. I ran out of toilet paper. I texted him and I was like, "Hey, uh, I don't have any wipes or toilet paper." You're expecting him to offer some, yeah. and he's like, oh, well, you better go find some leaves." <laughs> I was up there for three days, look searching for leaves. What do you What do you do in the fall? What did you wipe with, man? I found leaves? these like little. The place where I was hunting has a lot of like undergrowth. Uh, so they're like these little, like silver dollar sized leaves. They're not even as big as like an (laughs) aspen. or something like poke through you. Yeah. Yeah. So, so what do you do in the fall when the leaves are gone and you don't, you've got expensive clothing. (sighs) No kidding. John Wayne or
1: something. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Handful of snow.
2: snow. Yep. Wipe your ass with your finger and then wipe your finger off. Oh, (laughs) man uh well what I, do they do in the middle east they use their left hand or they something. just use their hand uh, yeah shake yeah. with the left and wipe with the right is it i can't remember if i think it's the other way around but yeah. you might be right um but yeah they uh it's weird when you go you know just a hole in the you know ground and or, you know you go into this you, you're looking for a toilet and there's just this hole and i'm like man i don't know if my poop is that accurate this is <laughs> yeah do you like take off
1: a pant leg and then like kind of so you don't shit on your pants, pants yeah. possibly.
3: <laughs> 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 Can I at least get a stool <laughs> to rest idiot. on. To help my aim. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Oh, have a hang bar uh, or uh, something. Yeah. Right.
2: Oh Lord. <laughs> well, cool. Um, we keep getting. Are you getting the uh, overseas people bugging you much, Frank? Uh, like spam? No. Um, for uh, to move uh, Kafaro to China, like oh, uh, we'll yeah. make your bags, whatever. Those have been coming through like crazy yeah, lately. They get that shit all the time. Yeah, but anyhow well i gotta get uh what do i gotta do oh that bow we yeah swap the
3: bow out. and them sticky rests and
2: well you got fucked on that because i forgot to bring them that's so. all right <laughs> try again tomorrow yeah um and then we gotta do videos what are we videoing today oh i was gonna do video setting up top to bottom a recurve how i do it and serving I, I showed aj how to serve the other day i think you'll remember how
3: i'll have to look on youtube again <laughs> yeah. it's one of those things i think you gotta actually do it at least that's how i learned i got to actually screw it up a couple times myself and then i'll be like oh okay
2: it's like math too well then i'm
3: screwed yeah Yeah. there's no way in hell i got that that math dyslexia that kevin hart had in that one show at night school or whatever that's bad
2: (laughs) oh lord well cool you guys got anything to add i don't think so no all right well i'm gonna go make a coffee and play with myself so all right everybody thanks for tuning in (laughs)